This is a season two of uh, We Fixed Real Estate. Uh, we want to thank Misty for hosting season one. And uh, now I'm going to be taking over along with uh, Rene Perez Jr. Let's make sure and get the junior in there. Yeah, the junior or the second. That also works. Oh, dude. <laughs> or dose. Oh, yeah, you. yeah. Yeah, the dose. That's there's your nickname, the dose. Hey, yeah, that, that that would be nice. Yeah, Rene is fluent in Spanish since that's his primary language growing up. That's the the language your parents yell at you in is your primary oh, language. Yeah, that, you know, that's you know, absolutely you know, correct. You know, like me, I had to put up with Yiddish words that I didn't understand. <laughs> Don't talk in front of the, this is the way you talk in front of the kids. You talk in Yiddish. Well, that's probably even better because then you just kind of keep doing your thing and you don't know what they were saying. So you just kind of do you. But, you know, you get curious and then you oh, yeah. words and you start using them yourself. I mean, I still use the Yiddish word pops out of my mouth every once in a while. I just it's, it's just embedded in me, I guess. So anyway, we're supposed to be talking real estate here, but I, part of season two is just we're kind of going to ramble a little bit. And try to bring everything and what goes on in life and what goes on in real estate and what goes on in law and just kind of melt it all in and chat about it. We're going to try and review what happened with us the weekend before with our listings, with our buyers, uh, where the activity is, bring in some people, including a guy that we have who is in Los Angeles doing commercial mortgages but, but is all in tune with what's going on in Venice on the ground. Matter of fact, he's trying to get a, a commercial property right on the boardwalk financed, and it's impossible because of all the homeless situation. So it's going to be good. His name is John. We'll probably have it edited into this podcast, or it might be on the next one. It depends when we record it. Uh, but he's a good guy. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, you might hear from uh, a woman named Ranchell. Ranch, we call her. She's great. She does our uh, Southern California stuff. And hopefully we'll get her to pop in and say something. But right now she's too shy. Um, we have people in Philadelphia, too. And we'll, we'll, we'll get to all these markets. We kind of want to get season two rolling and see what it is. So, Rennie, why don't you kind of introduce yourself since you're brand new and just kind of give people your whole spiel. And then there we go. Get it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Elevator speech. Okay. So. As uh, Fred mentioned, Rene Perez Jr., dos, uh, or second, however you like. So I uh, grew up in San Diego, uh, Southern California. I went to college in Santa Barbara, UC Santa Barbara. And then I actually left California. I left the United States and I went to go study abroad in Russia, St. Petersburg out there. So I've, I've been just filled with, with different Leningrad. cultures. Huh? Leningrad. Uh, of course, uh, you know, I kind of I kind of just keep it to whatever the person that I'm talking to, whatever they say the city's called. That's what I stick I'm to. I, won't cause okay. <laughs> I don't I don't cause any problems. Yeah. So, you know, my career has definitely uh, taken uh, twists and turns to, uh, of what I was going to do and what I'm doing. So I have a bunch of certifications, even from the financial background to the business background. I mean, my actual major was in neuroscience, which really turns into the psychology of real estate. That's something that, I, that I'm that i really um, hopeful to kind of connect with people in terms of making sure that people understand what's the psychology behind uh, the sellers and the buyers, 
Uh, it, it's still a crazy hot market. So how do we make sure that, you know, not only do we understand as our your agents, but also as, as people, what is the right, quote unquote, right uh, step to do moving forward? So, you know, excited to be here. So uh, I am both in San Francisco. I lived in Sacramento for a bit. But I grew up in San Diego, so anyone having any questions around the California market, I'm ready to answer. Um, you know, so I'm excited to be here and uh, getting uh, season two started and you know, booming. Really? So for sure. Back to you, Fred. Back to you. Back to you, Renee. Oh God, we're regressing already. Hey, hey, what one great thing about what he's going to do is. We're going to put together, and I'm going to have him do it, um, do a real estate podcast in Spanish. I mean, we can get these translated and then have some kind of AI function where it makes speech, but it will sound too mono until they invent, you know, really good, cool sounding uh, AI voices. Yeah, and, and you know, that's really important, not just for a Spanish speaker, but for any other foreign languages. Uh, a lot of our parents don't understand. I mean, they understand real estate, but they don't have the resources for that. So we want to make sure that uh, what we offer really gets to those markets, too. So uh, excited to also uh, be a part of those uh, uh, segments of, of the market. Yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, I when I was back in Philadelphia before I came out here, I mean, normal deal is like, 225,000, try to get somebody with three and a half percent down. You know, it was a lot of work to get people houses at the cheap prices. And then I came out here and it's just seven figures and up for 90% of the deals. I mean, I'm not setting the prices, but it's good that I came out here to come up with the idea of the flat fee. So that makes sense. And I'm, I'm really happy to have Rene aboard. He's, he's a top flight dude. And he's, he comes up with ideas. I love it. So. I see a lot of me and you, son, you know, no, I'm not going. Hey, you know, it, it happens. Uh, <laughs> if, uh, if you, if you see us in person, I'm uh, much better looking, oh, but totally. you know, what can you do? Totally. <laughs> Girls, he's single. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, I do not like to make that uh, public information, but, but yes, I am single. <laughs> so the editor should cut that out. Don't. Oh, no, no. You know what? I, I want the editors to keep that in. You know, it's a it's a more visibility. You know what they say, not only in real estate, but also in life. If you are not visible, you're invisible. Yeah, actually. So I already messed that quote up. He'll also, he'll also be uh, happy to tell you about um, Florida, which is not a market we are in because he just so accidentally went to Florida for a couple of weeks and uh, hey, tell us about it. I mean, this, this is real estate, but what? It, forget all the crazy stuff, but what did you yeah, find sure. out about the real estate markets down there, any of them, Orlando, Miami, Miami Beach? So, so what I have to say is that there's a lot of, I, I think, hype surrounding the Florida market. It's like, oh, we wanna leave California, we wanna go to the beaches, um, but, but long-term wise, uh, all that fluff, uh, I don't see it as a as a long term potential because of the humidity. Just for someone that grew up in California, that you have the beaches, you have everything you need. You have the Mexican food. You don't really need Miami. You don't need Florida. And for those of you that have never been to Disney World, uh, you have Disneyland here in LA. You don't need it over there. So uh, for those people that you know, there's that. 
I guess that itch to, oh, I'm going to go to Miami or Florida in general. Um, I, you know, it's just a different world. And believe it or not, as much as people want to complain about California, there's just nothing like California. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, I get the dollars when it says let's move to Florida for our headquarters. We have no state income tax, but it's disgusting there, especially in the summer. You just melt. I, I, in there gazillion times it's just the humidity is ugly and there's nothing mm-hmm. to do and you're boxed in it's, you know especially miami beach it's just condo 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 it's just monotonous and it's just so many people and it just gets to a point i don't know it's not for me it's for other people but it's it's limited because well even territory i mean you just you can build just so many condos because then it becomes a ridiculous strain but they don't seem to care as much about environmental stuff down there as we do in California. But there's, you know, there's reasons. So we're not going to. Yeah. Now, that's a- now on my, on my drive from Orlando to Miami, I did dr- drive past Palm Beach. Now that, that's a market I'd like to get into. And these are these multi-million. I haven't looked into the pricings of it, yeah. uh, but these 20 feet hedges, right. Yeah. And uh, amazing architecture. Uh, yeah, but... <laughs> I remember in the twenties when the the barons of the day built these houses with the money they had, and labor was cheap. Real estate wasn't a thing back then; it wasn't really that expensive to build. So, yeah, there's just some absolutely beautiful, beautiful places. But it's what happened in the sixties, seventies, and eighties. It's just blue. I remember going there as a kid in the sixties to Miami Beach. When it was completely all old Jewish people, my grandparents lived there. You know, it was nice. It was okay. And then South Beach and boom, kaboom. It just the timing of South Beach was just fabulous. And and I do have to say that for all those, it makes it seem like California has been closed and then Florida and everything else has been open. But walking past the restaurants and the shops and the buildings, not everything is is fully reopened. So it's, you know, one of those things that makes you think it's like there's a lot of rundown buildings and things that I don't think are going to open back yeah. up even as I mean, uh, COVID uh, continues. You know, and it's hard for people just to restart. They were using their savings to live off of. And, you know, they got to find I'm sure there's loans and won't even get into that. That's a whole again, that's a whole nother show. We're not a news show. We're definitely uh, just commentary. Anyway, back to real estate. Let's get. To the yeah, yeah. coast here, where I had a, we were on a call today with a potential seller from Palo Alto, and uh, we both came to the same conclusion. It was kind of funny that the other day, when there was hurricanes back east and horrible rain all up and down the east coast and spotty all over the country, and it was like 110 in Idaho, it was 72 and sunny in Palo Alto, nowhere else. And we've decided that Elon and, and you know, Larry, and, you know, the boys just came together one day and said, let's put a freaking hole here, you know, let's test, see if it works. And it works. So another reason Palo Alto real estate is going up. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's, it's good too expensive. Big, too expensive. Even the sun can't come to, to the Bay Area. You get the sun. You want the sun, you pay for the sun. Three million dollar houses become eleven million dollar houses overnight. Amazing. Uh, Anyway, and we kid. (laughs) 
So let's get to this coast. Um, over the last couple of weeks, well, I'll say three weeks, um, if you haven't noticed, the market in some places kind of went off the shelf a little bit because a bunch of things came together. Number one, everybody could take off their mask in California. Number two, there were scheduled things to do that these people with or without masks could now do that they couldn't do before, like go to a baseball game. Um, number three, kids were out of school. Number four, it was nice out. And so, so the priority of running around like a maniac and getting outbid like crazy. And there's also been a couple articles about people who've just given up and they it, it's just over and it all just came to a head. And it just took a breath. Of course, that's when we listed three houses. <laughs> and to add to that as a point number five, uh, typically uh, when there's a holiday that makes you know, potentials for families to go see houses. We had two holidays, Father's Day uh, and Fourth of July. And guess what? People have been in their homes for an entire year. They're not going to go see houses. They're going to go celebrate. So it just adds to the whole. And you'll see articles about these, and they're starting to come out now, where it's like, oh, the real estate market has shifted a bit. There's more inventory. There's just more things. Yeah, we can, our friend from CNBC just put one out. Uh, saying that the market's cooled off. You know, they work a little with generic numbers. And if it, there was a nice little drop um, in total transactions and an increase in listings. I mean, it's general. It's all over the country. But, um, well, um, we have a house in Piedmont that literally fell off the shelf. Everything fell off the shelf there. We don't know what happened. It was one of the hottest markets. We had lost a deal there uh, for seven hundred grand over at Esk, and we went like three, I think. Yeah. Well, so there's also the ridiculousness of the in the East Bay in the El Cerrito and Piedmont area, where we have these agents who really disgustingly underprice uh, properties. Yeah. Right. So uh, in El Cerrito, there's a woman who does it all the time. Yep. Kind of, it, 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 it's being deceptive, and then what it's doing, it's wasting time. Yep, wasting. So it, it, it's just creates uh, this uh, idea that you know people who can afford a lower price home, they can actually place a bid. But hey, guess what? The buyers are not going to accept that. So why do it? So right. dealing with that, you know, and also, you know, we you talk about the psychology of it all. You see these properties, and it's like, okay, well, what's what's the point in putting a bid there if I'm being blown away with uh, 500K uh, plus asking. So it's, right. uh, I don't know. It's it's uh, interesting to see. And, and, and I've talked to other agents too in the city. Uh, there's a lot of properties that are going into a month in the market, which is starting to be unusual for uh, yeah. the California market in general. And these are not... Uh, fixer uppers. So typically, uh, in a in a home, a fixer upper that needs work that might have a few damages, you know, a lot of needed renovation. You see them, you know, maybe sixty days on the market. But eventually, an investor knows of the potential of the home and and they buy it. Uh, but now, even with good homes that are in school and good nine and tens out of out of ten uh, school districts, they're there for you know uh, almost a month now. So Rene, you're um, talking San Francisco, right? I'm talking San Francisco. I'm talking Piedmont, um, and especially in Piedmont, that's where I've talked to most of the uh, agents. 
So I'm, I'm looking at a few houses and if these are three bedroom houses, uh, one point, uh, 1,500 square feet properties. And, you know, they're not moving as quickly as they should be. Now, are we going to see these houses being bought up in the next month or so because uh, school season is coming up? Probably, most likely. But, you know, that's just kind of what we have to see in the yeah, next few I weeks. Mean, and that's the thing. And it, it's just hard to tell you why. I mean, it, we just kind of get feels and market sense and, you know, it's numbers. That's kind of all we can go by and talking to as many people as we can. Mm -hmm. um, but it's so hard. It, there might be some minutiae part of the market that's insane right now. Well, and we also have clients that because the market had been so hot, they have started renting. And these are people who are in tech. These are people who were serious buyers who have looked at at least, you know, 10 plus homes. And they said, you know what, I'm just going to rent for a year, see if there's a short break in the market, and then I'll jump in later. Um, a lot of the tech industries, and, and I know this because I do have colleagues who are in uh, big companies like Google and Amazon, Facebook, they're going to go back in the office three days a week um, and two days uh, working from home and starting September. So that new policy of working from home, that's going to end. Now, where how do companies transition into fully in office? Well, hey, guess what? A lot of people in tech, they don't like to make breakfast, lunch, or dinner. So these companies are going to continue offering catered lunches. And hey, guess what? That makes everybody happy to go to the office. Yeah, well, so what you're going to see, exactly, you're going to see all these companies say like, hey, we're going to offer you remote, you know, for a couple of days. But if you come, you know, that incentive, we're going to offer you catered lunches, these $5 sandwiches, all oh, yours. I remember them. I remember them. <laughs> I remember them. Yeah. But here's the thing. So, yeah. so, you know, let's say you did that. You rented. We had a couple who were moving here from Jersey. They had two girls. They had to get them in school. We understood. We tried. Couldn't find anything. They rented. Okay. So now I think we're kind of at a market plateau in the Bay Area because we're kind of seeing prices. Everybody's kind of coming down just a little bit, just a little bit. It's, it's like the only good thing about this happening to us is I've been talking to this guy who's got an overpriced listing and he's trying to do it by himself and he just raised the price. So we'll have that listing eventually. <laughs> uh, but anyway, believe you me, I want a market where it's kind of a balance of buyers and sellers. Too many sellers, that's a big problem because it's so hard to make them understand they have to reduce their price if they want to sell their property. And too many buyers is just your the emotional drain that people have from putting in 17,000 offers. You know, our average person last who, who drops out is like two or three maybe. It's just like, okay, I get it. I'm out. And that's fine. You know, and I can appreciate it because it's money. I mean, it's a lot of money. Um, anyway, that's what I'm saying. Kind of, it's going to flatten out and hopefully it kind of gets to normal. Um, it, and, and I mean, I, for one, I, I rather keep the, the mix of buyers and seller more at a, at a, at a balance sheet because I don't know, it's scary. I never lived, I did not really have an adulthood during the 08 bubble, but I don't want to see another housing bubble. So. You have no idea, but you know what? I love the fact that we charge a flat fee because it, it not only will homeowners understand, it's like, this is all you have to pay to list the house. 
but uh, banks who will take repossessions have commonly given very lucrative uh, commissions out to the listing agents to sell their properties when they don't need to do that anymore. We get one corporation who does foreclosures to understand, hey, it's a fixed fee. Here it is. Boom. They know what it's going to cost them. You know, and also, if you pay the buyer broker a fixed fee, then they'll be thrilled to do it because this will it'll be a time when the only buyers will be the investors. And that happens. And I've been through two or three of these. So you just got to adapt. So anyway, anybody in a corporation listening does listings for the foreclosures, fixed fee, Ariva.com. We should throw in a commercial now, but I don't want to get too show. <laughs> anyway, back to the market. Now, here's in contrast to the San Francisco market is the San Diego market. Your basic four bedroom, two and a half bath suburban house with a pool in the backyard in a nice neighborhood in a nine school district is still having bedlam. It's uh, it, it, it it's like because it's the Tour de France week. I'll give one cycling reference. It's it, it's as if there's a hundred people on a bike and you're trying to win the race. Although the road just gets thinner and thinner and thinner, so at the end. Only one bike can win the race. Only one person can be in position number one. That's what it's like. And, it, and it's just human carnage. <laughs> you know, it just has to be human carnage. Yeah, I and mean, it's, San Diego is a beautiful city. It's a, it's a beautiful place. And yeah. a lot of things are coming up. And, and, and yeah, health care, period. The amount of healthcare companies are coming there. They finally figured out San Diego's got literally the best weather in California because it's south. And that's it. And, you know, the five is there and it divides everything, period. Well, you got the five, the 15, the yep. 701. I, I mean, you have the border, you know, the yep. biggest border in the entire, I think it's in the world. I think it's the, the most heavily yeah. traffic. Yeah, I think it's the heaviest. Pre-COVID. Yeah, pre-COVID. But even even now, I mean, you have these people who are just uh, itching to get back into the country that are just on visas to go back shopping. I know it's not real estate specifically, but um, still, I mean, it, it's, it's still... Um, Pent-up demand and travel. I mean, free trade travel. Canada, you know, basically you can't go between the borders if you're a normal person. Mexico, no. I mean, so when all this is done and when the rest of you get vaccinated to make it easier for all of us, no, no commentary there. But yeah, well, we're going we're gonna to need our booster shots soon. So, Well, yeah, one of the companies I saw is, is doing the booster shots. So they're, yeah, they're all going to, I mean, it's all about the money. Come on. We're all going to get booster shots. I mean, you know what? whatever they give us, it's fine. It's we, fine. We, we, it. we eat so much crap, anyways. Uh, to that, so so uh, Rene has demonstrated what he was eating, and I think that's where we started here. So, oh yeah, on one side have, on one side I have chicken wings, and on the other side I have seas candies. There you what, go. What, what is there not to love in here in in, in the states? You have everything, uh, and all these malls. So I, I've been going to the last couple weekends to the malls and. I mean, there's a lot of activity, which bring it brings it back to the real estate market. All these stores are actually open. So, hey, guess what? Movie theaters, um, a lot of actual uh, high caliber movies are out in, on theaters, right? So 
why would I go see houses? It's like a pipe burst. Something happens. Same thing like with a car. Something happens. And that's when you decide, I, I just got to do it. I got to get rid of it. But the demand supply ratio, if it was 100 to 1, is now, I don't know, we'll call it 57 to 1. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's com- I, what do you think on a scale of a hundred? I, I, I go, I, I go a little into the seventies, you know, okay. uh, you know, it's like, uh, if, if we knew, if, if we knew what the market was going to tell us in a couple months from now, we would all just be taking a breather and relaxing, just saying, so I yeah. actually just got off the phone with, with, with one of our clients and the uh, the question is, okay, we're going to have the offer date be uh, one week from now. So we have a listing for uh, a week. We, we've had it for a week. We're going to have it another week. And what if we don't have any offers? Okay, well, what if you don't have any offers? That's just, a, that's, just a, that's just a part of the market. And that's where they're remarketing. And we discuss where we're going to move forward. Now, uh, Fred, um, what do you think you, we do in these types of situations? You you have you have a the a hot market. Uh, yeah. You have a, a house for two weeks, in which in the past it's worked for just having a house in, for two weeks. How do you label? Look, it, it, the market used to be show me the money. It's changed from show me the money to show me the value. I think is probably the way to say it. So you got to come down to a price that the buyer's willing to pay. The thing I tell every seller is it's not about how much you want. It can't be because somebody else is writing the check. Somebody else is saying that has a value to me of X and that's it. So, you know, I had people at the open house, you know, ask me when the offer date was, um, do we have the disclosures, things like that. And, and it's been downloaded a few times. So, but there's other houses on the market and there is a little increase. So it, it's, Every house for himself. <laughs> You've got to see the value. So if there's no offers, that means your price is too high. Now, I don't understand why people just don't come in and make an offer. There's this thing of like, you have to wait until the price is lowered to make an offer. So you can go lower. But like, no, I want to pay $50,000 less. I'll put in the offer now. This is what it's worth to me right now. Take it or leave it. Sometimes sellers will just say, you know what? I'm done. Take it. But, and I think, and I think that might be just because the buyers that are in the market now are more than likely have been in the market for all this pandemic, you know. So they've been in the market since February. So they've probably have gotten their their minds blown away by how much they've lost bids. So they don't even want to get into the hassle of underbidding. So it's kind of a psychological dynamic of okay, I know that this house has been in the market for a while. Uh, okay, Do I this, want to. Come on, we have buyers. They're they're business guys. They get it. I mean, it's like I don't know people. It's and I'm really not talking about our clients. I'm talking kind of you know the other buyers and the other agents. And do the agents even say to people, "Hey, make an offer lower," or call us and say, "Look, dudes, you know what's up?" And you know, I don't know. We don't get calls like that. Yeah, yeah. So. It, it, there's kind of this negotiate this method of negotiation that 
or some kind of unwritten rule that says you can't do it anymore. Uh, (laughs) Unless you lower the price. (laughs) Yeah, unless you lower the price, I'm not making a move. You know, it's funny, you know, when you want agents to not call you, they call asking stupid questions, but when it should be a call that would make sense, that's when they don't call. (laughs) It didn't take him long to learn. That's what I love. Yeah. Yeah, I you know, I don't get it so I can't answer the question, but the best thing I can do is present the property is for its highest and best return. That's my job. Get the most money for the people. Put out the best product I can. Um so I don't know, should we start having podcasts at the house? Um there we go. So here's my idea. Video uh, podcast. I I well, now I'm going to be using the drone. More- meeting so oh yeah 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 but but so i'm so so apart so apart from what i'm doing i'm i'm still learning how to use uh, our drone uh uh, i'm trying to learn how to use it inside the house and also aerial shots (laughs) and everything um and it's and it's done it's done pretty good so uh sooner rather than later we're also going to have this podcast be recorded uh, through our properties while we're walking through it. So I, I just think it, it makes sense. It, it yeah, makes I, sense. I didn't know you got that far with the drone. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just I, I have a lot of projects, you know, from 3Ds to aerial shots. It's uh, from building bots. It's, uh, it's a lot of work that we do here at Ariba. So we also have our own Matterport now. Oh, yeah, so yeah. We're going to be doing our own Matterport. Uh, which, which even in that, it's, it's crazy how uh much sometimes we overpay for these things it's quite simple it's uh quite easy to do so i guess maybe i shouldn't say that before i actually record (laughs) they basically took apple's system Mm -hmm. of locking you in and they got away with it (laughs) which also it's ridiculous how all these uh devices they force you to buy apple products so I can't actually use the Matterport camera or the drone if I don't have an uh, iPhone or an iPad. That's ridiculous. I love my Samsung phone. Yeah. It's, uh, so anyways, I don't want to be marketing Apple in our podcast, but well, you know, <laughs> I don't want to be the anti-marketer of well, Apple. It's just, I'm, I'm one of those goofballs with two phones. I have oh, one four, of them to me. Right. I have a Google 5A 4G and I got an Apple 12. Because, you know, there's, sometimes there's an app on one that's not on the other that I actually need for business, first of all. And second of all, it's like I don't even publish one number. So if you call me on there, I'll know it's spam. Nobody calls me on it, which is great. And I have a number block going out. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you also block everyone, so. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm the anti spammer person I'm, I'm one of those i i just i just have fun with them they're my we just kid my spammer friends uh especially all the agents by the way agents please do not blast email us a flyer about your new listing we have clients that can read the mls really well it's called redfin anyway you would think you would think they can read you, you would think that people can read i don't it's know a, the, the thing is, I'm not being arrogant. I'm just saying I don't want to spend my time having to waste my time going through your emails when I could be working for my clients. I don't make any money looking at what you send me. I need to work for my clients. Time management. 
so, I mean, the, the other interesting thing is that even with emails, uh, agents pick and choose what to do with their email. Uh, sometimes they're, they're full on ready to send emails with this generic uh, listing. But then when you ask a question about the listing, then they take two, three days to respond. So, or, my, or, or the assistant's supposed to do it, and she's only part time. Yeah. So just pick one system. Yeah, pick our one system. <laughs> our first name is at Ariva.com. Don't give it to the spammers, but you can get to us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we keep it kind of off the site because it, the spam would just be insanely insane. Um, that reminds me, remind me to talk to you about that. Um, anyway, he, he, you know what? Uh, Here's another thing. Let's just branch off to this. And we talked enough about mar- or one more market, and then I have something else to go into. Yorba Linda, California, in the heart of Orange County, houses are like eight hundred, nine hundred thousand, a million ish. It's insanity there. It's a nine school district, and there was an agent. I don't even know what happened, but somebody's brother-in-law and wife contacted the agent and he's the buyer. And now this agent's claiming that he's his client and there's like 52, there's no more showings. It's only been up for like three days. It's like, it's insanity there too. So y'all and your Belinda, Godspeed to you. So Yeah. You know, it's, there's just so many clients out there. It's just amazing how these agents have to uh, be trying to pull clients away. If you want to pull clients away, bring value to your clients. Easy. Yeah. Here's the thing. And what I was going to talk about is that more agents somehow have to understand their individual markets of what's happening. If everything is going for a hundred to 150,000 over your client says, I want to go 25,000 over. You literally got to tell them, dude, it's, it, you have no choice. You have no chance. And a lot of agents, especially in Southern California, love to brag. We've had 42 packages downloaded and 18 offers so far. Are you putting in an offer? I never answer that. It's insane. So if you're never going to be able to close a deal, oh, and here's, and here's the second part. If you're never going to be able to close a deal on price, forget it. The second thing is mortgage. Okay. Please understand this. I beg of all of you, no matter where you go to get pre-approved, you must, you must, you must in a buyer's market, in a seller's market like this, get a real pre-approval. And what that means is you give the mortgage people, your pay stubs, your bank statements, your W-2s, whatever they need. They give it to an actual underwriter who works for them, who actually says, yes, we promise to lend this person money. They gave us all this documentation, still subject to an agreement of sale and an appraisal. That's what you need in order to bid, because then the only thing the lender needs to do is an actual appraisal of the property. That's it. They're done. Yeah, there's a few other things, but I'm saying they can do it a lot quicker and close a lot quicker. Because if you went to a mortgage broker who we are mortgage brokers and you got a Fannie Mae approval. We can give you a Fannie Mae approval. That's called a pre-qualification. That means, yeah, based on what you told us, it's okay. Mortgage brokers are not allowed to write out a form that says, yes, we guarantee to give you money because they're not the people with the money. So what we do is we send it to a company. We're using Flagstar Bank right now. 
to give us real pre-approvals. And then we give the real pre-approval to our buyer and everything goes through us. Whether they're gonna, they can't get the same prices. Nobody leaves and goes to the bank directly. So what do we care? And it gives legitimacy to your approval. So you need a really full, legitimate, real approval so you can be able to cut down the time that it takes to close and get into a crazy now, market. And, and so, not only are you are you cutting time into your closing time for your property, but let's say that you're in a bid situation. Uh, we as agents, you know, we look at you know different bids, and if I see a pre-qualification and a pre-approval, I'm going to go with the pre-approval. And that's why it's important in the, in the seller's market. Yeah, sure. If it's a buyer's market, there's just a tons of tons of houses and everybody's just fighting with everybody. Go ahead, Fred. <laughs> okay, and here's here's the other important thing. You're going to have to waive the mortgage. If you, so what that means is if you do not get the mortgage for some reason, any reason, too bad, you lose your deposit and your deposit is 3% of the sale price in California. So million dollar house, $30,000. You decide to go with a mortgage broker who says, yeah, 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 don't worry about it. They send your loan to a lender, something about your income. Let's say you're one month short of using your uh, restrictive stock to qualify. So if you close one month later, you could because the guideline said it has to be two full years. The guy was sloppy. He only saw a year and 11 months. Guess what? You lose $30,000. These are the things. This is why. The underwriter works for the people who lend the money. So, hello, they have to stand behind the underwriter. So that's the big difference. And also, by the way, you're waiving the appraisal. So if the property doesn't come in, bummer. It's not the seller's problem. They don't renegotiate. We just had that issue and my buyers asked us to try to renegotiate. It's like, what? Read the contract. They don't have to do it. And there's nothing well, and to, to go to that it. point, Fred, that's why when you're bidding in a property, you bid what you think is fair in your mind, right? If you think it's overpriced and you think it's just too much money, then you go on to the next house, you know, until you feel comfortable yeah. overbidding. Now, you want to be go a little on the safer side, just kind of take a taste of the market. Uh, you bid a fair price or what you think is fair price, and then you kind of get the feel of. It. We like to we like to tell our clients, you know what? It's your first time in the market, maybe submit a deal that sounds good to you, and then you get the feel of, of what it's like, you know. And we and we also contact right. uh, listing agents to see, hey, how close were we? And they get back to us, and they're like, hey, you know what? You were on the lower end, and you know, hey, sometimes agents can be a little sneaky and not be, you know, completely honest. Uh, but when you lose a bid um, and it's and it closes, and then you see the closing price that after a month that you submitted the bid, then you can kind of take a, a feel of, of, okay, you know what? Yeah, I, I didn't bid at the correct price. I have to be a little more aggressive, and and it's it's just right. like that perfect area of okay, I'm being aggressive enough. But at the same time, I'm comfortable uh, with the price that I'm paying and I won't uh, feel bad if it later doesn't appraise, for example. You know, so it's uh, it's one of those uh, risks. I mean, everything is just a kind of a, a, a weirdly, yeah, weirdly average risk. Yes. And that's a term <laughs> I can use. You know, and it's like, I don't know if five years, 10 years from now, we're going to look back and say, you know, 
wow, we thought those prices were crazy. Look how crazy it is now. But in order to do that, you got to keep, you know, the problem is this is an epicenter for, for money. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, this is people do deals. People have IPOs. There's all kinds of stuff going on. There's all kinds of people who have a lot of money doing a lot of things and spreading it around. It's a question of how much they want to pay people to do it. How, you know, it seems that the supply equals the demand. And, and, and to go yeah. to that point, uh, so as you see the market mature a little and there's just no more room in the cities, hey, guess what? There's places like Tracy. You know, we haven't even talked about Tracy. Uh, where oh you leave God. the Bay Area, right? You leave the epicenter of all that tech and all that IPOs. And Tracy, which is, for those of you that don't know, it's about an hour and a half or two from Fremont, right? Is that an ac inaccurate representation? Uh, hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's nothing you want to do and, every and, day. And, and still, you have people that say like, hey, so I'm going to be living, <laughs> so I'm going to be working in the Bay, in the peninsula, uh, but I'm I'm looking at properties in Tracy, you know. And first of all, if you're thinking of doing that, I recommend you to take that trip a couple times uh, <laughs> during the week yeah. to find out how that one hour and a half turns yeah, into yeah. two and a half hours because of traffic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do it at like you know seven o'clock yeah. in the morning uh, from there to here. Oh, actually, that reminded me. So I actually spoke with an agent who told me that they have a client who would have to get up at four in the morning uh, to get to get to the office uh, around 730, just to make sure that they got there on time. So uh, but but you see in, in, in this area, Tracy, it's there's just not that much to do. Uh, the weather is insanely hot. Uh, the houses are still being been 15% plus. And uh, if you're looking at even new construction, new construction has a wait list of 200 plus people. Uh, I was quoted 250 plus. Yeah. So it's just, um, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, we're going to look five, 10 years from now and just continue to see this price going up because people need to live. People want that single family home. Right. That's at the end of the day, that's what you're looking for. That's what everybody should be aiming for. And hey, when you're in college, you're used to living with 10 plus people. Well, those 10 plus people, each of those need to have a single family home. So uh, I don't know. I'm not too much worried about the uh, appraisals that don't go the way we would like them to go. But, you know, it's uh, something to think about. You know, if you're worried about that, there's still younger people looking for single family houses in the future. So. Um, the market will be there. Hey, look yeah. at, let me just throw this out. If uh, any of you are um, agents around the country, just want to let us know what's going on in your market, uh, send us an email, podcast at arriva.com, A-R-R-I-V-V-A.com. And just, just let us know, because we're going to try to do this once a week, kind of right after the weekend, kind of preview what's coming up this week, if anything. Um, so could be fun. So anyway, coming up this week, it's, we're at about 40-some minutes now. We don't want to bore people. Um, not much. We're really just going to do open houses. It's kind of, we're at this plateau. There's just nothing to do. It's like, 
the buyers are either going to be there or they're not. There's, we're, we're kind of waiting for the sense of urgency to restart in people. I don't know what that trigger is, but I think we'll still have decent flow this coming weekend in NoCal. Um, probably the same, maybe a little less people than we did last week. Um, Actually, I actually think the opposite. I think that this weekend's going to be much better in terms of uh, people showing up to open houses because finally people had that break, right? People are finally uh, getting out of vacation mode and ramping up to the next school year. Um, if you go to Target and all these stores, you start seeing, you know, as early as July that uh, back to school gear. So it's... Uh, I, I mean, it's, it's to me, it's more of an end game situation where it's like, okay, this next week we're we're ramping up into the end of July here. We're, we should start seeing a change in in the the tone of, of, of people leaving vacation mode and and getting back to business. Yeah, so uh, maybe maybe a little maybe a little too optimistic. We'll see in next week's episode if I was right or wrong. The difference between Rene and I is Rene gets out in the world, so I'm just I just like. Being old and staying oh, home, yeah. oh, it's yeah. fine with me. Um, but I'm going to throw this out to you because I'll keep pumping this idea for forever until it works. But there will come a time when it'll work. In a lot of the world, people don't own the actual real estate. So let me explain. Um, or I should say they don't own the real property. I'm in the real property brokerage business. I'm not in the real estate brokerage business because real all real estate is, is the physical house, let's say on a piece of land. What real property is, is that real estate plus the land plus anything under the land and anything above the land. So it's property rights. Um, so having said that, I think there'll come a time where they'll do like they do in a lot of parts of the world where we'll start seeing people buying houses, just literally buying the real estate, but not buying the land. So people will retain the land and maybe get a fee. And it'll end up being a lot cheaper for people to buy houses. So take a million dollar house, let's say 200,000 is the land value of the house is worth 800. Probably in this case, it's the other way around, but that's a different story. I'm just trying to give an example. So someone could sell, quote unquote, sell the house for 800,000. You can get a Fannie Mae mortgage even up to 95% loan to value uh, as long as the land lease, and that's what it's called when you lease, take just the real estate, you lease the land, and you're going to pay a fee, maybe, I don't know, $1,000 a year to use the land because the people got the bulk of their money out. So it's just a maintenance fee or something. Who knows? Um, but Fannie Mae says as long as you get a 40-year land lease, they'll give you a 30-year mortgage. Simple. So it's already done. The financing is already there. Everything's in place to be able to do this. This makes it so much cheaper. And it also allows people who own property here who have to sell or want to sell for some reason still have kind of their foot in the uh, real estate game. So, I don't know, 10 years from now, that land be worth 300, 350, and they could sell just the land. So, so now so. can the owner of the land choose when to sell if someone owns that uh, property or do they have to talk to the property owner so, to, for them to accept? Right. So here's what's going to happen. Um, 
there's a lot of little things like that. So say you want to sell after 12 years. So now the land lease is down to 28 years. The new people need a Fannie Mae mortgage. Well, a couple of things can happen. They can buy the land and the real estate, just negotiate with the seller price and put it into one deal. Or the seller, the owner of the land can give them an extension to make it 40 years. I'm sure there'll be a fee for that. But these are the nuances that can be worked out. This is done in, com in the commercial world and in residential world around the world. So I'm sure these details have come out. I'm just trying to give the theory to people, stick it in their head as to how to be able to, you know, solve some of this craziness. You know, there might be some sellers who want to do this. So I don't know, 5% of the sellers wanted to sell, sell like this. That helps a lot of people get into houses. So anyway, 49 minutes into this, probably it's less because we've we, 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 we got, a, we got a, a good 15 minutes of a uh, good podcast. So <laughs> yeah, I'm still working here. You know, so you no, know, I, you know anyway. I used to do a bit of uh, radio back in college, and this is the first time that I've been back in uh, studio, I guess, of recording. I was the, uh, what was I? Was I station manager or something like I was in some management capacity and on-air personality at WFDM <laughs> 690 on your AM dial. Uh, Fairly Dickinson. Madison, New Jersey. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll look up your old your old uh, radio shows then. Yeah, no, my in the seven. <laughs> in the uh, seven yeah, I wonder. If, my hair is. I think no, I'm sure. Hard. I'm sure they they have those uh, 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 recordings somewhere. Uh, but yeah, no. My thought. My I thought too is. Deleted my Facebook account, so you'll never. Oh, okay. <laughs> because. There was some that was really bad. Yeah, no, my, my thought is eventually we, we have these podcasts in the Stanford studio um, once everything opens up. Yeah. You've been there when I did used to do CNBC mm -hmm. hits all yeah. the time. I, I would go yeah. over there. Once we're back to school, I spoke to someone. I didn't like the Berkeley one. We, we should probably delete this part. <laughs> but, but yeah, and I went to, I, I talked to the Stanford people and they're like, yeah, well, right now it's summer. We'll, we'll connect you to the person when school starts. And, um, you know, that way we can actually have a, an actual studio, uh, higher end stuff going on. Better edits. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. We need to get really good guests. Oh, yeah, but, but you, I mean, Palo Alto, the guests are everywhere. It's, it's like a, it's like the, it's like the Fed printer, you know, it's. That's problem we're, what we're trying to do with this podcast is kind of give you everything you need to be in the residential real estate market either selling or buying we're primarily in california we're working the seattle washington market philadelphia the five county area kind of in towards philly and uh we're coming to austin texas real soon y'all uh so beware and eventually, when the paperwork gets done, Georgia, did they? Did, did anyone? Oh, oh come no! I stay on the phone, but which, by the way, I'm really disappointed with the Department of Real Estate. The I was on the phone for about an hour and forty five minutes before I hung up. So uh, tomorrow morning, I'm yeah. going to be on the phone as soon as they open, and hopefully, I get an answer because even before they open, yeah, I'm sure it'll. No, this reminds me of the of the IRS days when you were trying to call EDD 
for the unemployment. And when do they get back to you? Oh, that's ridiculous. Uh, anyways, did you know that the EDD became the most hated, uh, what was it, organization or department? So it used to be a DMV is, you know, by far the most hated department. And at some point <laughs> on the ranking, EDD, most hated department. And it's just insane. It's so easy to automate yeah, this it is, stuff. It and, is. You know, but, but there's so many jobs would be lost. Mm -hmm. It would be catastrophic. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's the answer of why you have to put up with this. From companies, different story. You're just cheap. But we could have another show about that. Yeah. But we're not well, going to. It's, it's about right. just kind of adding tech to everything. You need to automate things. You need to make it simpler. There's no need to have a person involved when you can just have uh, some bot help you. And then when the process gets a little more complicated, you yeah. bring the human involved. Yeah. But you know what? There, there, I have looked at it and I thought this whole COVID thing was the end of analog and the beginning of the digital age completely, but there's still analog people out there. And I feel sorry for them. I mean, they just, they don't know. Uh, you had a guy on the phone today. He wanted to come to our office. It's like, dude, it kind of doesn't work that way anymore. You know, it's, it's I feel bad for them. And, um, you know, but you got to service them. So. We try our best come to them actually you know we're happy to but he, he just you know just wanted that but we we have people that we deal with sellers buyers who just text you know we have a number and then we just text those numbers and that's it it works and we connect it to our slack but you know we try to stay in slack to our friends at slack we have some things we'd like from you but it's been going well you have to, you have to connect and, with people from slack maybe a, a podcast with them That'd be nice. I'd like them. <laughs> okay, you yeah, find yeah. the Slack person. Real estate and Slack. Because it's interesting. I'm happy to like tell you how we we work this. It's not it's mm -hmm. not rocket science. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just knowing how to use Slack. It's a pleasure. But oh, we're not supposed to tell our competition. Oh Don't. no, they're going to get away from the AOL emails and they're going to actually get regular emails. You know. Huh. You know, I feel like it, it's like it's like when companies just put out all their information out there. You know, sure, the information is out there, but there has, still has to be the actual people to want to move forward. And in the real estate business, I gotta say, I've only been doing this for about a year, and I don't see people wanting to change their ways. I don't see people trying to change their old ways. So it's a astounding. I'm the only old guy who changes his ways, I think. Yeah, so uh, if you're listening to this podcast and you're in your early 20s and you want to learn real estate and you want to be part of the transformation into the uh, tech and real estate, uh, please email us. <laughs> Even. Yes. <laughs> Especially if you're female. Okay. Are you <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, your kids have all. Oh yeah, yeah. LinkedIn and Instagram, all their. Talking about Tinder. Oh, yeah. Well, I didn't want to discuss that. Actually, so here are my thoughts on before we before we leave. So okay. I I do not believe in dating apps because, uh, you know, two three years from now, Photoshop. Because <laughs> of Photoshop. Well, I guess that too. But no, the thing is, in my idea, you meet someone and you have a story of how you met that person. 
right? And I don't want my uh, introduction to someone is like, oh yeah, I met them through an app. Mm. And, and I don't care that that's how most of these people. It is so romantic. It, 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 hey, really hey, you know romantic. what? Maybe I already met, you know, my girlfriend at some event. I don't even know. That's that's what I would prefer. You know, we were at this uh, we we're at this conference, and that's how we met. Not at some dating app, and then we went to a bar. Eh, that doesn't make sense. Well, ask me how I met wife. Okay, my how wife. did you meet your wife? On Tinder. <laughs> But see, look at that. I mean, and you laugh and it's funny and it makes sense. I mean, it's the general consensus of how people meet nowadays, especially through COVID. And I respect that. Uh, I mean, we, we actually did it by phone for like three weeks. So. Yeah. Well, it uh, lucky you. Lucky you, Ben. Well, I, I tried this brilliant. Which is. Hard to, to believe because uh, if I would have seen you on Tinder, I would have swiped left instantly. <laughs> My hair was a lot. <laughs> so you were probably using Photoshop yourself. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah just just a few just a few Apple iPhone edits. Yeah, actually, it was a picture of me on CNBC one day. It's, it was like the. Picture mm -hmm. using, so. Yeah, I'm probably gonna get a haircut soon too. I'm just gonna probably do a full face. Okay, now yeah. we're done. People don't need to know. Hey, you know what? This is a podcast. We'll just cut this out. It's fine. Reform real estate. <laughs> so I don't know where you're viewing this. So we can point and you know say yes and go below and subscribe and you know the drill. I mean. Just if you want to do this, but we're going to try to keep it super light. Uh, next week, we're actually going to have a guy on, John from Southern California, I mentioned, because it's been an hour so far, so we'll do it next week, talking about Venice. So that should be cool. Yeah. And we'll do it yeah. then. Uh, there's there's a lot of really things to talk about. Yeah, you can Google it and read about it for now, but he's kind of on the ground, so he can give you a little more, a little more detail of what it really smells like. <laughs> Can't get that on Google. <laughs> Google smell machine has not been oh, released yeah. yet. Not yet. Not yet. It's, uh, it's See? coming soon. Not, did I just, did I just say that it, there was? I, I, no, I think you know something. Like, I think you know something. And if you do, uh, please tell us all in the next yeah, episode. So you want to hear about that? Just wait until the end of the season well, when Fred discusses what Google is working on. <laughs> We're not going to even talk about silver today. Silver's, silver's the new AMC <laughs> so, or oh. something. The new, or uh, what's that stupid coin? Oh, Dot, yes, I forgot. I need, to, I need to buy some silver. Okay, we're, yeah. we're done. Silver, <laughs> just silver today. So you'll know what we're not, we're not financial anyway. advisors. <laughs> exactly. Hold yep. the flavor, yep. the whole exactly, lawyer yeah. thing. Don't, don't score us. Which, which I will say, I just need one more course in order to be a financial advisor. So maybe I should do that. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway. In the middle of everything. <laughs> well, it's a yeah. first. Anyway, everybody have a good week. We'll chat All with right. you next week. Cheers.